Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sheila Shoiga, and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. This week I speak to Ireland's only clinical sexologist, Emily Power-Smith. If you're talking about relationship with yourself of any intimate um, level and relationship with others, it's about kindness. And pleasure. Yeah. If you can tick those boxes, a lot of the other things that we struggle with as an Irish nation would, would be easier. We spoke about so much during this conversation that I've decided to split the chat in two as it's such a huge topic to cover. In this episode, we discuss our relationship with sexuality here in Ireland. We talk about body confidence, porn, sex drive, and we'll also delve into a few of the questions that were sent in on Instagram, which had a lot of common themes. So I hope by listening to these episodes, that you'll feel a little less alone in your experience and that you'll find Emily's advice helpful. I started by asking her about sexology, what it is and how she got into it. So the nearest you can go to study is the UK, and then you've got several options there. Sexology is one of them, but I think people tend more towards psychosexual therapy to train in. And there's a number of psychosexual therapists in Ireland very well trained and who do a great job. So I would overlap with them for sure. Sexology is the scientific study of all things sexual. So it's very broad. So I did a master's Mm. in sexology in Western Australia and With that qualification, if I hadn't already been a qualified therapist, I would have then needed to train as a therapist. So it was it's it's like doing, I guess, a master's in psychology and then you specialize. So I was already a therapist. So that was an obvious no brainer for me. I was already a facilitator. I'd already done stuff around a little bit around education. Um, So I do all of those things. Yeah. Um, So I was I I sort of chose it for that reason. I didn't necessarily need to do the psychosexual training, the therapy side of it, because I already had that under my belt, so to speak. Yes. So sexology covers everything around sexual behavior, values, attitudes, beliefs, um, sexual. I also trained a little bit in the forensics of, of sexuality. So the darker side of things as well, because we have to be able to acknowledge our shadow selves. Yeah, of course. You can't have light without shadow. It's not a bad thing. It's not an evil thing. It's not a shameful thing. And if we could talk about it as a natural thing rather than a moral thing that we're trying to rid ourselves of, I think what you said at the beginning would be different. In other words, these common themes that you were referring to that people want to talk about show us that we have shared experience. But because of shame, Mm. we don't talk to each other. So we think we're on our own. And that's how shame 
works, how shame stays alive, yes, it does. is in the shadows and in when we can't talk about it and then we don't know that other people have these shared experiences. That's a real knock-on uh, still that we're, we're all living with, added to the sort of Instagram life that a lot of us are involved with as well, where we try to put our best selves forward and, mm. and seem to have these amazing lives. It means that it gets very vulnerable for people to share experiences that aren't positive. Yeah. Um, around sexuality on top of shame usually means that a lot of people don't get to, to talk about this stuff and don't feel normal and don't feel healthy and don't understand that they're not the only one. Yeah. Mm. And they're probably the people that end up picking up the phone or sending you an email who sit with you and then you, I would imagine, normalize their their feelings around a lot of stuff that comes up for them. A, lot of, th- a lot of what I do is normalizing. Um, I hope those people pick up the phone. My my worry is that there's a whole crowd of people who are too ashamed or too frozen in yeah. their own experience to pick up the phone, to feel that they could be helped or to feel that it's morally acceptable to look for help, that it's not just their lot that they just have to accept or that, you know, that they they um, may not have the means uh, to pick up the phone to yeah. somebody for help. Um, there are all sorts of reasons why some I think there's a lot of people who don't get help. Um, yeah. A lot of people who don't need help, which is fantastic. And then I work with the people who are able to pick up the phone and, and look for help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's coming back to sexology. That's that's really so we, we, we borrow from psychology, from sociology, from criminology, from everyology there is really. Yeah, OK. And we bring it all together to try and understand the human condition in regards to sexuality in its broadest sense. So sexuality being how a person experiences themselves and others, how they behave, what mm. their value system is, because your value system and what you believe may not match with how you behave. Okay. So yeah. these things need to be separated out and learned and understood. And then I would imagine conditioning and our upbringing plays yeah, a huge part. It sure does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. In that lack of alignment. Yes. Often. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There was a study done in Australia a number of years ago where they, they it was a big study and no studies are exhaustive and no studies are 100%. But this was a big, reliable study done to show that 40% of men in straight relationships in this particular survey had had same sex uh, experiences whilst in their heterosexual relationships. Okay. They identify as straight. They don't count their same sex experiences as anything to do with their orientation. And therefore, they don't feel a need to tell anybody about these experiences. Um, So they identify as straight, but they behave as bisexual. Yeah. So that's just to give an example of what I mean as uh, as how people can identify one way publicly, behave differently and feel differently again, possibly. It's really interesting. It's very interesting. And I suppose both of us realised before we started, you know, to record this chat that even having a conversation about sex is such a huge undertaking. Yeah. You obviously know because it's your it's your life's work. But um, and we're, we're not going to cover everything yeah. in this conversation. It's impossible. It's, it's yeah. impossible. But we'll 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 hopefully give I hope at the end of this. My my goal would be that people feel a little less afraid, a little less alone mm-hmm. and a bit more empowered and find your uh, advice and your take on things to be empowering, which is what you're all about. That's what I hope for. And even if it's a step before the empowerment, if it just gets people thinking Mm. and giving themselves permission to question if what they're living with is good enough for them, that's great. And that can come before empowerment or it can be part of empowerment. But just asking themselves the questions is, should I be having painful sex? Should I be living with no erections? Should I be, you know, whatever it might be, two very common problems. Yeah. You know, and they clearly are because of oh, the yeah. message, the volume of messages yeah. that I got on Instagram. Um, so many similar themes. And I got the feeling that the person sending the message was thinking they're on their own. You're not on your own in this. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, us as Irish people. Are we repressed or were we repressed? Definitely. Um, actively on purpose, we were repressed. It was part of rid- religious teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting, you know, if you look at history, at the history of repression. <laughs> so, you know, if you look back at, for example, when the Industrial Revolution began, um, that is when there was there was a, a, a an extra 
push for people to stop using protection and to have more children and to and and there was a push against homosexuality and really if you this was because they needed to create workers mm. so that was when focus on different parts of the bible became stronger and when it became more usual to hear the the bit about and I'm no expert on the bible but there's a there's a bit in there something around you know if a man spills his seed on the ground it's a, it's a sin now that's within a huge a context of a whole whole teaching and mm. it's ancient and it's old testament and there's a lot of questions around all that anyway but if that starts to be preached on a on a weekly basis to people who don't have education and don't have you know that's their their only education so to speak people believe what they're told by of the course. people they trust yeah. so it's that kind it's really interesting when you sort of look at how at the correlations between what was needed politically along with what was taught religiously yeah. and who it served and how it worked and how far away it got from the original teachings of the Bible. Again, I'm no expert on that, but I, I, I um, would have a sense that you can take so many parts of the Bible and really live your life however you want. You'll find something in the Bible to support your choice of living, yeah. depending on where you look in the Bible. So um, certainly in Ireland and in Catholic Ireland, where it was about um, keeping people down anyway, we were we were a colonized country. It wasn't mm. safe to be expressive. It wasn't safe to be to lift your head up for so many reasons, um, politically as well as religiously. Yeah. So yes, of course, sex was a part of that repression, mm. um, and and a huge part, a way of controlling us. Uh, yeah, and and, yeah. and it's, it is in fairness has been and continues to be more centered towards controlling females. Yeah. But by doing that, by the way it was done religiously, it also controlled men just as much. Just they had they, they didn't see it that way necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, in regards to, for example, how people expressed themselves sexually, it was expected that men would, you know, want to have sex whenever they could possibly have it. And it was and women were the gatekeepers and women had to hold on to that yes or no but that puts men in a position as well of us of being a certain type with expectations that go with that mm. and i have a real problem with that i have a real problem with the focus being on men being the, the the potential perpetrators of anything and women being the ones who should be able to protect against that it's a fallacy it's nonsense it doesn't work it never worked it never will work and it's it does a disservice to everybody yeah it does and, and, you know, I think when men are put in that category, little boys put in that category, we must protect our girls. Yeah. You know, that's not OK. That's no, not an not. OK conversation. And it's still happening. And and that's a huge part of this that I want to talk about as well, how we speak to our kids and and teenagers um, about their bodies, about about sex, about consent. But before that, I suppose it is 2021. But we're still feeling the residue of that generational repression and brainwashing effectively yeah. that went on. Um, and I know plenty of people of my generation, older and younger, who were brought up with very differing upbringings. One yeah. being very open, a lot of information given and others that didn't get it at all and were feeling very much lost and yeah. were hungry for information. Um, so I suppose now at my stage of life, I'm in my 40s and I, I have a, a boy of four and I have another mm. kid on the way. I really want to do better for them, yeah. you know? Mm. Really, what the more I do this work, the, the longer I work with people, the more I think we can keep it very simple. We could, it, it is really complicated, but, but it's also really simple. It's about kindness and pleasure. If you're yeah. talking about relationship with yourself of any intimate um, level and relationship with others, it's about kindness and pleasure. Yeah. If you can tick those boxes, a lot of the other things that we struggle with as an Irish nation would, would be easier, including yeah. talking to our children. Uh, pleasure is never spoken about. Why do people get their kits off? Why do people get naked with each other and, you know, jiggle about together? They do it because they hope for pleasure. Mm. I mean... There are other darker or more complicated reasons, but in a healthy context, yeah, that sure. is why we take our clothes off with each other. Yeah. Or it feels on our good. own. It, it should feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then again, pleasure was regarded as... Still is. Sin. Taught by the Vatican. As it's a sin. sin. Yeah. So you can have sex if you're married heterosexually to have babies. I mean, I think they allow you But you're not you allowed to enjoy it. But if you enjoy it, it's a sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the church can 
talk a good game. But that is their teachings currently. Mm -hmm. That's still mm -hmm. what they're teaching. So I just don't feel that they have a place in teaching anyone about how to have a healthy sex life. Yeah. And a healthy sex life is one where you experience pleasure. That is what sex is for. Yeah. For the vast majority of people, this idea that sex is for procreation, you know, it's just nonsense. It's total nonsense. The majority of people have sex in the world not to have babies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when are we going to like acknowledge that and, and start talking about how to do that safely and pleasurably and healthily and, you know, have experiences that we come away from feeling really great about ourselves rather than experiences we come away from feeling confused or in pain or disappointed or ashamed? Yeah. You know, we have to start looking at pleasure and kindness is the other bit that's that's really, really important. If you know how to be kind and if you know what kindness feels like, it's your barometer. Can we talk about sexual compatibility? Because obviously we're all unique. We're all different. What will work for me won't work for somebody else and vice versa. Um, you know, and I suppose particularly at the beginning of a relationship, we can mm. be, as you said, when you were talking about our Instagram selves, we can often be putting our best foot forward. Yeah. But then when do you allow yourself to really show this is what I want, this is what I'm into and and allow yourself to be vulnerable mm. and 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 then see what happens, because I suppose we don't know what anyone is into in the beginning until you start to explore your sexual relationship. Yeah. And so while we're not talking, while we're not teaching pleasure, this is a conversation that doesn't come up. So then you get people coming together where one person may want or be used to giving their power to the other person. I will wait to be given my pleasure. And the other person is put in a position then of needing to know what to do about that because there's no communication. So this is an expectation that couples um, find themselves living with that I deal with a lot. Okay. Where there's no communication because communication is a skill and, yeah. and sexual communication is another skill. So mm. it's fascinating. You get people who are amazing orators and fully confident. Mm. But when it comes to sex, they can't talk about it. Okay. The skill doesn't seem to transfer. And I think it's down to practice probably. And as you said, giving ourselves permission to have a voice. So, um, I think a lot of women do exactly what you've said there. They, and it's actually, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, currently it's a porn value. Women get their pleasure from giving pleasure from, yeah. from what is done to them. And then they mm -hmm. feel that they have achieved a level of success based on how happy their partner seems to be with what's just transpired. They're not in that their own pleasure, their own presence isn't really even in that equation. It's all about what they can, how they can please. So that, and, and, and they're taught to believe that that is how they look and how they, so, so there's studies done to show that teenage girls watching porn, they watch porn to know how to look okay. and guys watch porn to know what to do. And there's nothing in porn that's going to teach you about communication, kindness, no. or pleasure that is real pleasure for both people that's based on the sexual acts happening it's all about men doing to women and women pretending that that's great for them so that men feel okay and as you said you just said two words they're real and pretend and that essentially i suppose is well we need to be aware that porn is not real no it's like watching the fast and the furious and then thinking you can drive <laughs> Like it, 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 yeah. it is that. Yeah, 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 it you is. Know? You it need is. to go and learn how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sorry. But that is brilliant. Yeah, I get you. I get you completely. You can enjoy the Fast and the Furious. I love the movie. Yeah. You know, you can enjoy it, whether it's number nine or 12 or something at this stage, showing my age. But, you know, it oh. isn't real. And, and but because there isn't an alternative. Yeah. We're curious. We want to know. We want to do better. We want to have you know, be great in bed. So we go where we can. It's free. It's on our phones. It's easy to find and real education that's useful and 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 encouraging and supportive of, of everybody involved isn't that easy to find. So people do what you know, kids do what they can. You know, 10 year olds are finding their information that way. 10 year olds. Oh, yeah. Mm, OK. That does make me uncomfortable now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, deserves yeah, yeah. Is that. that. Is that happening? Yeah. It is. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. 
God. Yeah, right. there was research, I think it was the UK, say that showed, that, again, these are studies, they're not exhaustive, but they give us a taster. And these are, I, I would talk about peer-reviewed, reliable studies, mm. unless I say otherwise. Um, they, I think it was 40% of 10-year-old boys had looked at mainstream porn, which is hardcore porn, um, on their phones. Uh, 40% of 10-year-old boys in the in the study and that was that was a number of years ago I have no doubt it God that's it chilling higher now yeah so I suppose it, that's another conversation about access to technology from an early age look you and know the protections we you can, can put watch in place for porn. kids yeah you can watch porn and enjoy porn and still have a really wholesome healthy enjoyable sex life where your partner also really enjoys themselves sexually if you have good education and you're yeah, able yeah, yeah. to tell the difference. But at a ten, uh, the mind of a 10-year-old well, they, child. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, what is that doing to their brain? It's not good. I, oh don't, God. I don't think it's... Um, because yeah. porn, the other thing is, you know, I grew, I was, I'm 50. I was a little girl in the 70s mm. and 80s. I was a teenager. And the porn I managed to get my hands on in the 80s, you know, it was so tame. Yeah. Compared to what is mainstream now. Yeah. And so people need to know that. A lot of people don't look at porn. A lot of parent age people don't look at porn. And they don't they don't actually think it's as bad for their kids to watch as it actually as it is. Because they don't know what they don't really know what's involved. I'm kind of jumping ahead now, but just because it's come up and there were a good few questions yeah. about porn. Yeah. Uh, some people saying that they watch it, enjoy it, and yeah. then feel guilty for it. Other yeah. people who So Irish, isn't it? Yeah, so Irish. And then other people who their partners um, watch porn and it makes them deeply uncomfortable. Mm. They're not okay with it. Mm. So um, it's 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 been around for a very long forever. time, forever. And what's available now is, as you said, ex- extremely different than what was available, you know, 10, 20, yeah. 30 years ago. And it's all free. It's available. Yeah. The click of a button. Yeah. You can watch it. Every movie pretty much that's made now is uploaded onto Pornhub within hours. The porn industry is collapsing because of it. Okay. Uh, in, in the traditional, what we know of as the porn industry is collapsing because they can't sell their movies because they're uploaded for free. Yeah. So it's really interesting what's going to happen and how that's how what's what is happening with the porn industry. But besides that, coming back to what you were talking about, there's no blanket answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Why do so people watch porn and they feel guilty about it? What are they feeling guilty about? Are they feeling guilty about the genre of porn they're watching where people are being harmed or fetishized in a, in a negative way? Are they or are they just feeling guilty because they're watching sex? Mm. And if it's the latter or if it's the, if it's the former, then they can choose to watch um, ethical porn, feminist porn. Those terms are interchangeable. It's like the porn actors are free range organic. So you pay, you know, right. like okay. food, you know, okay. you don't get you can get your really, really cheap food. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go more expensive and get something that's really good for you. This is. I think it's kind of similar to that. So you won't get free. So it's not going to be useful for people without money. It's not that expensive, but it is. it does mean that you know that the, the actors are safe, they're consenting, they're enjoying what they're doing, and they're having real orgasms. So, ha you can use it for education. Okay, I didn't even, excuse my ignorance, and I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, so, so you can just look up uh, feminist porn or ethical, ethical porn, porn and you'll get a whole load of options for it. And it's, it's, it means for a, lot, for a lot of people who worry about the health and the safety of the, the actors they're watching, yeah. this helps with that. Okay. It also means that you can get ideas for your own sex life that might actually be useful. So it, it basically, it's a sex positive approach to pornography Let's and, talk. and really useful and made by women a lot of the time and, and may have more story in it. Erica Lust, great. She d- uses feasting and wine and beautiful scenery and a little bit of talk even. It's, so it's Is this the director back. you're speaking about? Yeah, okay. a porn maker. She works out of Barcelona. I think she's Portuguese. And so she, she would, her stuff appeals to people who like a bit of sensual as well as the sexual. And okay. she's full on, I mean, it's full on sex as well. 
but it just has a bit more, you know, I like that. I'm, I'm an 80s kid. My porn had a bit of a storyline. It yeah, was yeah, unbelievably yeah. bad <laughs> and hilarious. You know, the blind potter. Oh, I can't see where I am. And then in come these booby women. So, oh, I thought these were my pot plants. You know, that was the level of story I'm talking about. These are a little bit better than that, but not much, you know, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. give you that. It just it's a it's a more fun approach. And and lots of couples are enjoying that together. And a lot of women are enjoying that porn. A lot of men who are worried about what they're watching find that a much safer and more comfortable approach to porn. Okay. So that's one of your people. Yeah, it is. People yeah, it that is. You're yeah, it is. About. Again, when you can, you can like drill down into different, um, you know, themes, headings yeah. within the topic of, of sex, we could spend a lot of time talking about it because porn, you know, it is... It's not it's not that it's it's bad or wrong, but it's the use of it. And it's the use of it. Exactly. The context is fine. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. With porn, I think people can use it for to, to for a lot of unhealthy reasons, mm. for sure. Um, but what's interesting is I think when partners feel really uncomfortable about their 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 partner using porn. I'm always curious to know how present is the person when they're not using porn? How great is your sex life? How intimate do you feel? How close do you feel? Because which person are you speaking to? The person so watching the person porn who or has not? The problem either. OK, yeah. I, I'd look at the relationship and go, what's the context within your watching porn? Is your is your sex life and your relationship fine? In my experience, partners tend not to care so much about porn use when everything else is going well. Yeah. But a lot of men, and it tends to be more men, will hide from their partner when they're not feeling okay sexually or intimately, and porn is a safe place for them to go to self-soothe. And also, is it a case of the partner feels threatened? They can do. Yeah. And is that more to do with their own yeah. confidence levels? I think it is, generally, but again, it's hard, it's it's always dangerous to generalize because, because we don't know some the, people the would make them feel and would add to their insecurity but generally speaking it is often about the person's own insecurities um, that they would feel they're being compared mm -hmm. to porn actors can you become desensitized to real sex uh, by watching a lot of porn yes mm -hmm. yeah I think you can um, you so the it's really interesting since we had high speed broadband and, uh, you know, there's there's people talk about left hand masturbating because the right hand is clicking. OK, so because most people are right handed, but it can go either way. OK, um, <laughs> okay. okay. but it's that thing where now you don't have to watch the whole the whole scene in, in, in porn. You can you can go straight to the bit that that you like. Mm -hmm. So so people there. Porn, how people use porn now tends to be they'll have several windows open at once and they click to the bit they like in each of the windows. So they're clicking a lot with one hand and masturbating with the other hand. And what that actually does, it teaches the body to release dopamine. Dopamine is released when you get a little hit of surprise and excitement, which is every time you click to another window. These are minor 
touches of dopamine, but they are still what you're then teaching your arousal system to need. Yeah. You're only going to get one of those with your partner, odds are. So then your erection may not be as strong because mm. you're not getting the repeated little hit, little, come on, here we go, another bit of excitement. But also how you masturbate will affect um, how you are with a partner. So your style when you're on your own may, with, with porn, may be fast and furious, may be using a pressure that no mouth, vagina, anus or, or hand can replicate. So then when you're with a partner, things don't work as well for you. That's really common. Um, but certainly as well, then the other bit is that the visual uh, stimulation can become difficult to 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 replicate when you're just with one person as well. So these are the things to watch if you're if you're to be careful about if you're using a lot of porn. It just shows how complicated it is, because yeah. obviously you've spoken about porn in, 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 in a positive sense and that, you know, depending on what you're watching or how it's been produced, um, you know, can be viewed in, in a non-guilt yeah. fashion. But nonetheless, now you've also given an example that it can be uh, destructive. It can. It yeah. can be destructive. As can anything. As can drinking. As can anything. Uh-huh. You know, lots of us drink and it's not destructive, but some of us hide in it. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's a way to feed your senses. So it has all the same attractions as anything else that, that is about your senses. And it can help you to soothe. It can help you to feel safe. It can help you to feel, okay, everything's all right now. There's no expectation of me. So men who start to have problems with their erections, they can't talk about it. They don't understand it themselves. Sometimes those men will hide, will go towards porn because it's safe. They can just function as they function on their own without having to feel bad or embarrassed. And they still get to be sexually aroused by by porn. Um, but they don't have to be vulnerable, as you brought up earlier. Vulnerability is a really difficult thing for so many of us these days, yeah. I think. Probably yeah. ever, always has been, I'm yeah. sure. And particularly when we're naked, at yeah. our most vulnerable physically, in yeah. every sense, yeah. emotionally. It's, 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 it doesn't really get more real than, than that in terms of vulnerability. It has the potential to be that real and vulnerable. Yeah. What I see a lot is people wanting to have the experience without the vulnerability, and that's really tricky. Yeah, okay. So... To have a healthy sexual relationship well, is what, vulnerability a necessity. I would have I thought it so. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. Because vulnerability, you know, doesn't have to be... It, it, it sounds like almost something we have to mind and protect, and be, but it can be a real strength. It can be... Absolutely. You can be vulnerable and and strong at mm-hmm. the same time and you don't need minding in your vulnerability you just need respecting and there's a difference and it deepens connection it deepens the experience does. I'm not sure you can have intimacy without vulnerability yeah. and risk I, yeah. I, I really doubt it and I meet a lot of people who want to have sexual relationships with the people they love or with you know casual hookups and they want to do it without feeling vulnerable and then they wonder why they don't get an awful lot out of their sexual encounters yeah I think that's when we come back to how do I look or how do I behave? So young men will often, and not even young men, but men who've learned from porn will often think the, you know, the success is throwing their partner around into the standard positions that are done in porn. So there's, you know, missionary, cowgirl, doggy style, and I don't know, maybe there's another one, maybe reverse cowgirl, whatever. And, and so they're the positions you get thrown into and then how good is his erection and how long did he last? And that's all he's thinking about, which isn't really anything about his partner. Yeah, no. And he'll come away from that going, yeah, that was excellent. And she'll come away from it going, yeah, you're really selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if she knows that, or she'll come away from it going, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I love that? Because I, know, I should love that. I should love that. But also for him, he, he's kind of doing himself a disservice in that totally. as well. Yeah, by not just figuring out what he likes rather than just fulfilling what he thinks is expected of the male. It's sex by numbers, isn't it? It's rather than actually getting out a blank piece of paper and choosing your materials and making your own picture. It's just colouring in. Yeah. And it's it's it colouring in. We're we're a little more advanced than that as adults. We can do more than colour in. I guess um, the thing then that comes into it for for females and we're we're talking very uh, really about heterosexual relationships at the moment. We are at the moment. Yeah. Although These dynamics work out in same-sex relationships and non-binary relationships as well. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, it can quite often be then that the, the female will be, she, her, so he's, throw, throw, get the positions done, you know, these positions, I give you oral, you give me oral, or I don't give you oral, you give me oral, to the, he, he might think that that's what is meant to happen. And once I've ejaculated, we have success. And she's thinking, how can I look most attractive whilst in doggy? Oh, that makes my tummy hang down. Or maybe that's just me. Uh, that makes my tummy look a bit fatter in doggy. So I don't want to do doggy because that's not, it doesn't, I don't look good in that position. Whatever about how it feels, mm. you know. So yeah. that can really limit a person's sexual expression if they're so worried about oh my cellulite looks bad from that position or my boobs are droopy or you know those sorts of things and and you know there's masses of research to show that heterosexual men enjoy sex with women who are free yeah and uninhibited way more than beautiful bodied women Mm-hmm. Though that this is fascinating because again, this is a feeling I really, really got in the questions that came in. There was a lot of a lack of confidence, yeah, and a yeah. lot of people referring to their weight, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, with, the, with this is not about me personally or you personally, but I suppose I can just speak from my own experience that now, as a woman in my forties. I am far more comfortable in my own skin mm. than I ever was in my twenties. Yeah. Or even my 30s. Yeah. And and you'll be even um, more comfortable in your 50s. Brilliant. Bring it on. Yeah. Because like, yes, am I wrinklier? Cellulite? Yes. Am I softer on the... Yes. But I am so at ease now yeah. in my skin. And it's... I, I kind of wish I could go back and say to that, you know, yeah. you know, the, my younger yeah. self yeah. who was feeling insecure and just go, would you just... That's the kindness I'm talking kindness about. Kindness and embrace it and, and start to, to, you know, to accept what you really have. And it's really hard to do. I mean, look it at is, what we're bombarded with all the time. Everything that sells is sold to us because we, we need it, because we're not good enough without it. Yeah. Everything. But I think what you just said there, can you repeat that? Because I actually think that is so bloody important and that a lot of us, perhaps there is not just a woman, but a person out there that needs to hear that again about, you know, you gave the example of what men will appreciate and will like and that it's it's someone being comfortable and yeah. feeling that sense of comfort and freedom in their freedom. body. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's is, very empowering. But that's And that pleasure. puts you at ease. That's pleasure. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see, yeah. that's yeah. what we're after. So yeah, there are men out there who they they want to, and we, we know we, there are a lot of famous men out there who, who want beautiful women and that's more important to them that's the most and they're going to do sex to her it's probably mm-hmm. that time I okay. don't know everybody but that's more the dynamic but for people who want to have a, a shared experience of you know reciprocated pleasure mm. and joy they are going to need a partner who's able to meet them in that yeah of course not a partner who is going to turn the lights off because they're worried about their cellulite or their tummy or whatever it might be. And it, it's not, you know, it's changing. Unfortunately, men are learning to be more uptight and worried about their bodies than they used to be. Okay. Way more. I mean, young men, boys going to the gym. That never happened when I was a teenager. What never happened to my day? But like, it, it's become a real... But I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm just thinking... Pressure for pressure. young men. Of the likes of, and I don't, it's a TV show I don't watch, is Love Island. I don't But it's it the body beautiful. And exactly. um, I just, I, personally, I, as, again, I know people absolutely adore it and say it's great fun, all the rest. I've just never got into it. Me neither. Um, but I do find it uh, unnerving that th- there's, there's almost like they all look at the same because they're all this yeah. kind of perfectly chiseled bodies, yeah. both men and women. Yeah. And this is what we're, again, no more than what porn is doing. It's sending a signal that you must look this way to be attractive and successful and all these things. Yeah. But I'm here to show you and to tell you. And that's what I love about what I do. I am a bit baggy at the edges. My hair looks like I'm pulled out of a bush backwards. You look gorgeous. Well, I think I do. Yeah, you do. But the bottom line is... I'm not a model. I'm not like well put together. I don't care about that stuff. And I have amazing sex. Yeah. That's what I want to get across. Yeah. It's, it's not, I'm not looking for, I don't, I'm not fishing for compliments. I want people to see that it's not about perfection. Absolutely. It's about pleasure. And actually perfection and pleasure don't go well together. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism and pleasure don't go well together. 
So, you know, doing sex, like you do a weekend break or you do Barcelona or you do your exercise, you do, you know, this doing sex is completely and utterly unhelpful. We need to be being in our sexual experiences, not doing sex to each yeah, other. Yeah, I love that. And, 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 but because we live in a world where everything's about doing, you know, I, you know, I think it, it, it's very hard to find the, the message that will help us to have great sex in amongst all the stuff we're taught about how we're inadequate and how we're not m- matching up to things and how we should be successful. And, you know, you read co- different magazines and, you know, you're t- five tips to be the, hot in bed and, and you read them, you're going, I would need to be a contortionist <laughs> and have no job, have all the time to get into, you know, they're just, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you, and women are just left and men are just left going, God, I'm so inadequate. I can mm. possibly stand on my hands for 15 minutes while I'm penetrated from behind <laughs> <laughs> whilst, whilst doing emails, <laughs> whilst Instagramming. <laughs> You know, it's just, yeah, so ridiculous. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's yeah, bonkers. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think you know, a lot of a lot of um, the questions that that I'm asked, you know, come they come from a place of lack of compassion for oneself and lack of understanding of of what it is to give yourself permission to feel and to be in the moment. Yes. Yes. Um, and and if you can start there, mm. then everything else builds on that. But we have to. So a lot of my work is stripping back to before you become sexual, before you take your clothes off, before you decide to be sexual. How are you? Mm-hmm. How are you? Mm-hmm. You know, have people coming to me going, oh, our sex life isn't what we want it to be. How's life? Well, you know, I lost my job last year. We had to move house. Our dog got lost. Our kid is sick. We've got three kids under six and we should be having sex three times a week. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You, how? You know, you yeah. don't. It's not another. It's not a chore. Mm. This is your port in the storm of chaos. It's not part of the chaos it doesn't need to be at least yes another thing on your list that you didn't get to this week and you can beat yourself up about that doesn't make you want to do it more the following week Mm -hmm. kindness and and pleasure if you keep them at the forefront of your mind will help to steer you straighter around this stuff I love this I think it's so important I, I know there'll be so many people that just needed to hear that from you you know, you know, people who are grieving. Mm. Oh, I'm not, you know, I don't feel I don't know what's wrong with me. I've no libido. You're grieving. Yeah, that's meant to happen. That's OK. Yeah. It's meant to happen for you. For another person, it doesn't happen. That's OK. Grieving is so unique. And it can happen in so many different forms. It can exactly. be grieving the loss of a loved one. It can be a job. It can be a, a car. It can be a, a, a it can be socialising due to COVID. There's all sorts of grieving we're all living with. And even examples again, coming in on the questions of, you know, um, unsuccessful IVF round or miscarriage. Oh Oh. God, there's a myriad of reasons why our people who have, you know, as you said, just different demands, work and, and different relationships and how, you know, when the pressure is on, Maybe sex will be the last thing on your mind. Perhaps it will be absolutely on your mind in other situations. But yeah, it's it's having that that compassion is so important. I was just going to I was going to just share something about me. I'm 50. I'm perimenopausal. Mm. So, I'm, so that's everything up to menopause. Menopause just means last period. So I'm a bit geeky with using the, the, the terminology. So I'm perimenopausal. So my hormones are um you know they're 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 changing they're they're up and down they change they fluctuate and i'm coming out of deep grief so mm. i get a lot of people saying they're struggling with their libido and what what i what i know about myself is my libido fluctuates hugely and i don't struggle with that okay it doesn't need to be a struggle i don't give up on it i don't think oh well that's me done and dusted now i haven't felt like i've wanted to be sexual with myself or anyone else for two months that must be me done i don't do that yeah you don't beat yourself up i but i had to learn not to because i'm human and brought up in ireland and a woman and all the things that everyone else is so i'm conditioned to feel just the way everyone else feels Mm -hmm. and i do but 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 i i gave myself permission to rest yeah good to rest Mm -hmm. to stop striving yeah when I didn't have any any fuel. And so what comes from that then is an ease into your sexuality, either with yourself or with other people, as it feels 
natural because you're not having to go, oh, now I have to get back into it and it's a big thing and you're not blaming yourself, you're not beating. It's like, yeah, I feel a little bit like I could do a little bit of something now, so I'll do a little bit of something now. It doesn't have to have an end result. It may be, I may end up touching myself for two minutes or it may end up being an an afternoon of delight. I don't have to struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I like sex, so I don't have to struggle that I'm never going to do it again. I will. But it'll be real and it'll be authentic and it won't be because I feel I should. And that's working for me. And I'm not saying that that has to be for everyone, but for me, stopping striving when I had nothing in my tank Mm. created a context in my life, which meant that I could I could I could flow in and out of my my sexual libido, my sexual practices rather than cut them off and start them again, you know. And again, these are um, guidelines in which to live our lives in so many other ways as well. Like I'm a big believer in trusting in the uncertainty of whatever you're in and yeah. letting go yeah. and surrendering to it. And I do think when it comes to sex, well, that's surrender is, for, yeah. is a huge thing, isn't yeah. it? And and again, back to that perfectionism. It, mm. It's never going to be perfect. No. Perfect doesn't exist. No. I think it was it. Lauren Bacall. I saw an interview years ago with Parkinson or something, so ages ago. Yeah. And she was, I think, in her 70s then. And she's, you know, one of the most beautiful women in Absolutely. the world. And what would you say to your 20-year-old self? And pretty much what you said earlier, she, she said, I would tell myself to stop giving myself a hard time and to realize how beautiful I am. Yeah. Because in 10 years time, I'll look at a photo of myself and go, what was I worried about? Now I should worry. And she said, I've done that every decade. Oh, brilliant. And I'm 70 and all those decades, I just was so beautiful. And now I'm looking back and going, oh my God, now I need it. So I'm still doing it. But you know, that's what I would say to young women. It was yeah. a question to young women, actually. Go easy on yourself yes. because you are now at the most beautiful and most vibrant and fabulous possibly yeah. that you're going to be. So when are you going to when is the time to celebrate yourself? Yeah. Relax and give yourself permission. permission. Mm-hmm. You know, our bodies are so amazing when we focus on the pleasure they can give us rather than comparing them to an airbrushed 17 year old supermodel. Yeah. You know, our bodies are so full of pleasure potential mm-hmm. and that's the point i don't want to feel like i i'm not allowed to have pleasure until i lose my tummy yeah fuck that yeah. i want a tummy i want to eat buns and i want to have great sex yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want yeah, to have a glass it. of wine i don't want to spend six hours a week in the gym it's not my thing. I'm mm. absolutely fine for me, but I'm not going to use that as a way to limit and control my pleasure. I'll be happy when. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I yes. invite people to just get their kits off and let themselves wobble about and find out what feels good for them. Mm-hmm. And that can be a scary idea for some people. Oh, but it's not easy. It's, it's, yeah, it's but, not But it's like all good things. You have to take that leap into the unknown. I think the thing, I just want to come back to something because it's really important. Mm. Um, You were saying about surrendering into that fear. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I do think you have to be at a certain point in your journey to do that in a way that's going to feel amazing. So we have to mention the amount, you know, that there are a lot of us who come with trauma Mm -hmm. to our sexual encounters. And while there's amazing work being done for for people who are surviving trauma, either in childhood or adulthood or both, um, the work in my experience seems to end with the person coming to terms with what's happened to them, realizing it wasn't their fault and 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 shedding some of the shame around what's maybe something they've carried alone and, and, and being witnessed and all those amazing things that can happen. What I'm really interested in is what then? So you've figured out that the trauma that you carry isn't your fault and you've figured out that you don't need to blame yourself and that you don't need to feel ashamed about it. That doesn't equip you to then go into the next part of your life where you may be looking for sexual encounters that are safe and that you can read and know that are safe. So it's only safe to surrender into your fear with a safe person. Sure. That can be a hard thing to gauge because it gets it can get muddled for many of us who've had trauma in that we can 
think a situation is, is dangerous when okay. it is safe and we can think a situation is safe because it's familiar, but the familiar may not have been safe. Oh, wow. OK. So, you know, we and just And again, that just shows my own naivety. So apologies no, for... God, no, not at all. This is... But this is so important. This is... So important. This is... It is really important. Yeah. Um, and it's also really important to allow space for when you have trauma, when you've been traumatized mm. sexually, physically, emotionally... Um, psychologically, it's stored in your body. Yeah. So when you're being sexual, it can release trauma in an unexpected way at an unexpected time, unrelated to the experience you're now having. And it can be massively confusing for people and and frightening and nobody knows quite what to do with it. But there it is. And so, again, if you come back to pleasure and kindness as your model, which is really hard to do. And I would suggest people need help to do that a lot of the time. You know, you can slow down and stop going, right, I just have to push through this. I just have to keep going with this. Or, you know, there's something wrong with me or I don't feel OK, but I keep going or I, I, I feel safe. But where am I and who is this person I'm with or whatever that gets muddled for you? If you can slow right down and go, am I enjoying this? Mm. Is this person being kind to me? Am I being kind to this person? what's happening here, then people have a better way to negotiate whether they can, it's safe to surrender into their fear or not. And and quite often, interestingly, not, I don't know if that's quite often, but it certainly happens that people might be carrying trauma that they don't rec- recognize. They fall in love. They find someone who's really safe and then they start having sexual problems. Okay. And they're like, why? This isn't right. I'm with someone who's amazing now. And now I now I can't have sex. Now I'm afraid. Now I'm having this these reactions in my body when he he touches me or she touches me, or they touch me. And and I think that that is, you know, it's it's actually uh, there's actually a lot of beauty in that relationship if you know what to do with the trauma. Do you mm. know if you know how to work with it? And I suppose it's only in a situation of real connection that maybe allows that pain to resurface. It can be. Yes, that can be the resurfacing for sure. You can mm. you can you can have safe and amazing sex with people that you aren't in love with. Yeah. And that's sure. never talked about. No. I mean we would talk about it, but you know it's never it's never a teaching model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we leave the conversation for now. Next week, Emily answers your questions, which include how best to speak to our kids and our teenagers about their bodies and sex, the importance of having healthy boundaries sex toys, and lots more. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real Conversations. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.